0: you're tuned into Fork podcast this week we're talking to natalia feldman former law student turned health and fitness coach she shares her perspectives on some of the concerns with the direction of the wellness industry and her past battle with body image and health
1: i was so strict with my diet i actually forgot how to live i wouldn't go out with friends i would like at dinner parties with my family i'd be like oh no i don't eat after 6 30. you can kind of convince yourself like no it's healthy
0: hi and welcome to Fork podcast i'm sean chris lewis your host and today, I am with Natalia Feldman. Hello. Hello, Natalia. Hey, listen, I'm really happy to have you here today. Thank you so uh, much. We've we worked this out finally, right? <laughs> finally. We, we got this going, and uh, you you came highly recommended by my wife.
1: Oh, really? Wow, yeah. that's such an honor. <laughs> yeah,
0: she uh, trains at the gym where you're at, and she's spoken so highly of you. In fact, she told me a few weeks ago, she said, you know, I... Um, I want to get a trainer, and she said, "I'm. I'm going to ask him to tell you." I'm like, "Hey, whoa! I'm a trainer over here. What's happening?" Like, it'll
1: never so, be the husband. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's probably better that way. I would say <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> so, listen, man, I'm really happy to have you on Fork Podcast. And uh, first up, out of the gate, I want to ask you about that awesome Instagram name of yours, Forceful. Feldman is that it
1: you got it yeah so
0: where'd that name come from
1: so that name we're gonna go deep right away um oh we're we're going that takes us deep okay
0: (laughs) let's go man let's go
1: so forceful Feldman I don't consider myself a very like forceful individual per se um but it came from a dark spot in the sense of at the time when I had created that Instagram it was kind of just an outlet for me to have fun like I really didn't follow anyone that I wasn't like very close with or I didn't mind sharing intimate details with Um, but at the time I actually was hospitalized for like something that had happened and I kind of went down a dark spiral so forceful Feldman I had actually changed I forget what the original name was don't ask Um, (laughs) um, just because I've kind of found that in midst of kind of like the darkness and kind of like I've kind of hit rock bottom at that point. I kind of had to be forceful. I had to be stronger. Not just physically, like the physical point, obviously, you know, like it helps boost your ego and you feel good about yourself and the self-confidence comes, but it was really the mental strength that it took to kind of come out of there. And so Forceful Feldman really focuses not just on the physical aspects of health and wellness, but more so the mental as well and focusing on the spiritual as well. So it's great that you work out five times a week and you eat your vegetables, but you can still be very unhealthy just because you're mentally not there and you're not clear. So that's where it kind of stemmed from. And since then, I've really felt I've built like a good base with people who could relate. And it's very all very transparent and vulnerable. I feel vulnerability is a um, the underdog in terms of strength. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about bravery and courage and blah, 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 whereas vulnerability, in my opinion, encompasses all of those traits in one. So that's kind of the stage that I've been going with, and it's been going well so far. So.
0: Yeah, actually, I completely understand what you're talking about. I just posted something on Instagram today. Actually, a uh, client of mine bought me the uh, new book by uh, David Goggins. He says that uh, the title is You Can't Hurt Me. And part of the thing that I just took away from it and I posted on Instagram was I said, you can't run from your demons. You got to meet them head on. And 100%. and that's in, usually in a place of vulnerability because your demons are a place. They, that's something that you're very vulnerable when you're facing those things because that's where you feel weakest, right? Absolutely. And so you got to go meet that stuff face on. So I, I do agree. It's the unsung hero of, of growth. 100%. Uh, when when well, did you come across all that? Like what brought you to that realization that vulnerability... Could you share a little bit more Absolutely. about
1: that? Yeah. So um, in the past, I am um, depression and anxiety was something that was very prominent, especially in my youth. So I'm still young, but even <laughs> you before um, I was always present and I never really knew how to gauge it, how to deal with it. It was very difficult. Um, granted, there were so many resources and I'd undergone some therapy. Like it was still something I had to fight myself. So no matter how many therapists I met with, no matter how many journals I filled up with, like it still didn't seem right. And, Um, I got to the degree that at one point I had a psychosis episode roughly four years ago, I'd say. Like, yeah, four years ago in February.
0: What would you define a psychosis episode as, Natalia, just so people can understand
1: that? Of course. Um, So for me, psychosis, you're generally not there. You're kind of in your primitive state of like, you know, like fight or flight kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So from what I remember of the episode, I just remember like a constant beeping noise, even though there was probably no noise going on. So you can actually hallucinate. You can actually like um hallucinate noises what you see and everything and I was kind of in this downward spiral where like I just really just didn't want to be alive anymore to be quite honest with you I really was at 18 it felt ridiculous and I think that's kind of the shame that comes with it especially when we talk about mental health is the shame and the guilt of like I have a good life I have a roof over my head you know like I have a job I should be really grateful why am I not happy And that stress keeps reoccurring and reoccurring because I don't find as a society, collectively, slowly it's getting better, but collectively we don't take mental health to the same catering that we do for physical health. You know, like if someone tells you they broke their arm, you're not going to tell them, oh, well, just like smile, it'll get better. you know, Absolutely. But when it comes to mental health, it's not met with that same severity. So as a result, the patient or the person who's suffering ends up carrying an extra guilt and they can't anymore. They're already on their last leg. So I had undergone that and I don't remember this part, but apparently I had... Tried to take my own life and landed myself in the hospital for two days. So I really felt like I was at rock bottom. You know, I was in school, I was pursuing law at the time. Um, I was not happy with my degree. So that definitely reflected in my mental health. I was trying to just make the parents happy, you know, and like, yeah. you yeah. promise this good life, blah, blah, blah. And in that, it was like really at the hospital where I had uh, one of my favorite philosophers' books, which was called uh, The Conquest of happy- Happiness by yeah. Bertrand Russell, as we discussed yeah. earlier. Yeah. And basically, he goes into death. And it sounds really cheesy when you explain it, but it's really not. um, He kind of discusses like why today, and this was written in the 1950s and 60s, but it's not too long ago, where he was like, why today in our society where we have the most resources, you know, we have the most like advanced technology that we've seen up to date? Why are we unhappy? There's so much available to us. There's so much to do. But I think the problem is, is that we're so boxed mentally that regardless of whatever physical manifestations you kind of hold on to, if you don't believe it, you don't see it, it's not there. So it was upon reading that book that I really reflected and realized like my perspective had to be shifted or else I was going to drown. It was kind of like a sink or die kind of thing. You know, you either survive or you kind of just let it take you. So it was at that moment where I was in the hospital and I was like greasy. It was like two days or you can't shower. So it's not pleasant. Um... You're just kind of there and you're in like the grossest, most vulnerable state, both mentally and physically, that you just realize, well, you know what? Like things can only go up from here. And I, I got to get my shit together. Like something's Greasy, gonna-
0: greasy in the hospital, yeah. in a gown. Yeah, it can usually yeah. only go up.
1: So once you're in that state where like now I'm laughing, but the moment no, like it was course. very difficult. Um, I was very lucky at least to have family support me and friends support me. And that's why I'm very vocal about it, because I feel like everyone's kind of undergone their own situation under that. But it's really, really scary to talk about. It's really, really scary to like show your arm and be like, hey, here are yeah. my scars, you know. So it was upon that that I really like embarked on this journey. And I still have my lows. Don't get me wrong. Of but course, of course. I've never hit that low yet. And I can say that I'm like steadily moving more and more away from that. So I'm really happy with that.
0: And I would assume that um, health, fitness, wellness, that's played a role in helping you out of this condition.
1: Oh, absolutely. My therapy is honestly exercising and like meditation. Like uh, I've got into yoga about like three and a half years ago. And I can't say I can imagine my week without it, let alone my life. Like it's just so essential and moving. Sometimes you just need to move. Sometimes I think... A lot of people who suffer from anxiety, we tend to overthink. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you just need to let your brain chill. Like it's already stimulated. It's overstimulated. And that's what causes us to go into this distress mode. And we think we need to do more in that moment. We feel like we're useless or we haven't contributed enough and we need to do more. But in fact, we just need to step back, breathe. You know, like sometimes the hardest thing is just breathing, like just relaxing and I see it as also as a trainer like it's just we're so focused we have so many ideas there's so much we want to do and we don't want to wait for it you know what I mean so yoga has helped a lot um, in terms of training Diet has helped significantly. Like I used to eat dairy, I used to eat meat and all these things. I mean, I come from a Persian background, so it's like rice, meat, kebab, <laughs> right, yeah. you know. Yeah. And there's no such thing as one plate. You're gonna insult your entire family if you only have one. Like God forbid. So, um, learning about portions and what's accustomed to my body may not work for my brother. Even though I'm really jealous because I wanted that extra piece of bread. Yeah. <laughs> but you learn through right. discipline that. Discipline is actually what you need the most of and that's how you can build yourself off of. So I think in a way, fitness and health and wellness has kind of saved my life in that regard where whenever I'm feeling low, I know what to do to at least somewhat ease the anxiety. May not solve it right away and I should never think that way. I don't think anyone should if they're suffering with that. You're never going to solve it. It's something you're going to have to deal with. But if you can find the tools and the people that you can lean on in these moments, you're honestly set and you're going to keep going forward. So I honestly have fitness to think for that.
0: Oh, there's so many questions in my head right <laughs> now. <laughs> like, okay, what? Where can I take it from there? I mean, Natalia, it's uh, so much said right there, and I I would also um, put it out there that a lot of young people a lot of older people obviously depression is a thing but i think there's this tendency to think that because we're young and life is free you know fancy free and everything's great that depression isn't a thing and it's it does it's out of the norm but my experience with young people is that it's actually much more normal than people think it is Absolutely. and especially with um people who uh, select for their future career young, you know, like, a, let's face it, if you're in law school, that means you probably decided to go into law school around 17 years old, 18 years old, correct?
1: Correct but even before that it was kind of like at 14 already I was like I had to go to college you know so by already 14 you're creating anxieties about a reality that you're not even ready yet like academically physically mentally so I think it's the the build up that causes such distress and then there's the constant fear of failing and that's where I think the depression comes from is it's it's like horrible to think about failure it's kind of like falling like you don't want to do that you remember doing it last time and it was painful it hurt. So we don't want to go into that. But as a result, we kind of create the scenario where we could have achieved it. But again, when you're prone to it or you can have it also like a chemical imbalance, like there's so many issues and factors when it comes to depression that it's very difficult to pinpoint and be like, oh, if you're not in this realm, like it doesn't fit. And much like you mentioned, it's not something that most people are not used to. Like, I'm sure we all know at least two people we can name off the top of our head mm. that are like go- undergoing their own war, if you will. You know, they're dealing with their own battles and going about it. So I can agree more.
0: Yeah. and. I, I think you went from law school, so university and, you know, you picked another very competitive <laughs> career, health and wellness, fitness. So if people think that, oh, uh, she couldn't take the stressful life of a lawyer and she opted for the more relaxed life of a trainer <laughs> in wellness. They oh be more wrong. man, yeah, you, <laughs> absolutely. So as a young lady in health and fitness, Oh, Instagram! You know, I heard it said on another podcast the other day. The everybody wants to belong to the healthy. What was my bad. That, that was your chapstick. Was here, chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want we don't want a dry lips while we're talking mm-hmm. here. No. So, um, yeah, the people um, all want to belong to that fit, healthy, beautiful club on Instagram, and. I think it's a lot of BS. However, how do you deal with that as a young lady in health and fitness?
1: Honestly, I try to focus on my own achievements and part of my achievements are my clients. You know, so when my clients contact me every day, even when we're not training, like, hi, how are you? I know I've built that trust and that relationship with them and I'm seeing them progress as well. as seeing my own progress, like a little background information. I lost 60 pounds in the past. I used to be a whole like 30 kilograms heavier than I am today. So Wow. So I know that I have the capability of doing it. It is very difficult. Don't get me wrong. And even as a personal trainer, I feel like we have that added pressure of like, we have to have this like sculpted, like Greek mm, goddess nice, or God yeah. kind of body. And unless you're having like your chicken, rice and broccoli in your little container, like you're not doing it right. But that's not the reality of things. And I feel like it's very easy to get mixed up in these things and have these false expectations. And from that, you create your own depression, you create your own anxieties. And it's it's very competitive but I think if you stick to your own sauce, if you will, your own recipe, mm. and you know it's worked well so- thus far, why would you doubt it and leave it then? Yeah, because it yeah. got you here. So who's to say won't get you further? Yeah. So I think a big part of it is consistency and believing in yourself. And you have to have people to they be there to reinforce you because it's everywhere. It's on your TV. It's on your phone. It's no matter where you go. You have friends sending you workout videos, but like, oh, my God, look at her $300, like Lululemon outfit. And oh, my God, look at how fit she is and skinny. And oh, okay, wow, she didn't have that dessert. I feel really guilty. So it's really, really easy to fall in this trap. But again, I really think it's coming about having your structure that really keeps you grounded because the minute you're grounded, you're going to fly off somewhere and you don't know. And that's where you're flying in anxiety. So
0: Yeah, it's also a strange thing that today we hear a lot of people talking about um how uh, it's not natural for to have you know to 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 do these unsustainable diets and methods to have these types of bodies yet strangely the people who make those same judgments are the ones who won't believe the trainer who might be you know 20 pounds slightly overweight or something mm. they also expect or we i don't like they we're yeah. it's us we're all guilty of this sure, that yeah. um uh, how can a trainer give me advice if they themselves are not in fantastic shape and oh, we I go by that. the visual first Absolutely. right so there's this un There's this expectation on the professional, but then there's this expectation on the professional to also have a proper psychology around them having a great physique, Mm -hmm. not wanting to be in the beautiful, healthy, happy club, but still an expectation that they should be looking like they're in the healthy, happy, beautiful (laughs) club help me here, man. This is like, uh, this is, this is, this is a thing I go to bed with at night thinking about because I'm 51, man. And like, it's getting harder and harder to keep my abs, Natalia. So do I got to train with you? Like, what do
1: (laughs) I mean? You're always welcome. No, no, I find it ridiculous. Like even myself, I find myself guilting myself over like the fact that like the past two years I've been trying to put on like a lot of muscle mass and gain weight because my metabolism was so fast before I was like a stick. So it was kind of like, how am I going to show the girl how to glu- like grow glutes when I'm yeah. like barely a hundred pounds myself? So you try to like, you. I I don't know, the past two years I've been really just like focusing in on it and I just realized like, why am I doing this? Like I'm not even happy with this. Like I was happier at my, you know, base weight and it's okay. I know I'm strong enough, so Again, it it all comes back. It's very cheesy, but it all comes back to believing your formula and understanding it. And it's very, very confusing and frustrating at the same time. But you just have to believe in what you feel. Like I tell all my clients, no matter what, it's great that you like listen from A to Z about what you should do and what you should be doing and being paying attention to. But if you don't feel it, there's no point. You know what I mean? So, I do agree with you. Like I feel like most people and ourselves included, we're kind of conditioned to is like, we expect like our trainer to look super hot, but they're also like the girl next door. Like, you know, they're very humble about it and it's just, it's not realistic by any means. And, What they don't realize is every trainer, as much as they're a trainer, like we're not a branded, like one box kind of type person, you're going to have trainers who are overweight, underweight, et cetera, et cetera. But that's your body. They're just a person at the end of the day. And for all we know, the overweight person is a lot healthier than the skinnier person, which is like a big taboo thing in the health industry. Like God forbid you have love handles. God forbid you have hips.
0: There's actually very few studies that will say that being slightly overweight is bad for you. There's actually some that say you could be more healthy. Oh, absolutely. there's a point right there's this point where um you're just aesthetically looking fit but you're you know yeah there's not really that many studies that say being slightly overweight is bad for you in fact
1: i mean why would they invest it if they were going to lose money over it too Right. right
0: okay so that's a perfect segue like into i feel personally that in the wellness industry is kind of um capitalizing on on this new need for people to practice a certain diet be healthy be be fit but they they're coming across it it's wellness but they're actually just capitalizing on a on a new need i think personally the wellness industry is still the diet industry but in
1: disguise absolutely it just has a different wig on 100 like even myself i fell trapped to that like about three four years ago when i was still learning how to get back on my feet and starting forceful felt and like, I was so strict with my diet. I actually forgot how to live. Like I was eating like four meals a day. So I can never say it was anorexic. But like I wouldn't go out with friends. I would like at dinner parties with my family. I'd be like, oh no, I don't eat after 6.30. You know, like intermittent fasting. But much like you said, like it's a diet fad. So like what I thought was intermittent fasting. Because all of these blogs were telling me like that. And even I would get books on it. You know what I mean? And they would claim like they have all these scientific claims. And I'm sure that there's some proof to it. But at the end of the day, it just felt like anorexia with like a little bit of food you know what I mean and that's all it came down to so like I remember just like having water, um, forcing myself to go to bed at 8 p.m. Like who's, who goes to bed at 8 p.m. just to make sure that I got up at 4 every morning so I would go do my three hours of training and it just was so obsessive. So I agree 100% and it's so easy to fall into it because you can kind of convince yourself like, no, it's healthy, it's, it's wellness. Yeah, it's wellness. Yeah. Like don't who's worry gonna, about it.
0: Who's going to poo-poo on wellness, like, right? Exactly. Hey, I'm just, this is wellness. I meditate and I, yeah. you know, I'm vegan and I, you know, I'm doing all these things that are good for me. It's wellness, Mm-hmm. uh you even said like sort of like anorexic type behavior like the the term right now we're hearing a lot more of is orthorexia right uh, yeah. which and i looked at the definition and symptoms around orthorexia and i was kind of i i think i've got my stuff together but i realize that i'm often walking on a fine line of of orthorexic behavior but i yes and no because i i really feel like i'm I'm older now i'm mature i've figured some things out in my life but you know what natalia i'll post something on instagram a plate of food Mm -hmm. a healthy plate of food it looks great it's got some spinach it's got some whatever and then somebody will write me out of the blue and say hey is that organic i'm like (laughs) (laughs) holy smokes man look at me i'm 51 i'm in great shape i think i know what i'm doing why must you chime in on asking me if my spinach is oh because the regular spinach is doused with insecticides and it's gonna kill you and i'm like oh my god and this is not even a professional in the field not that professionals should talk like they have a right to talk like that. i'm just saying like nobody should talk like that if you're eating healthy Leave it alone, man.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of the things like it's very capitalist, as you mentioned, like not everyone can afford organic. Like, I don't know if this is like taboo to talk about for most people, but like, I'm sorry, I go to the farmer's market. I go to like, you know, like the little Chinese like grocery stores where it's cheaper. I'm not going to drop six dollars because it says organic. Like, that's fantastic. But. You can clean your vegetables. I don't know if that's a concept people are aware of either, but I don't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm so hungry I don't either. Yeah, that's why I said I'm really yeah. not
0: an ortho I, I was talking about orthorexia saying that I have some sort of tendencies perhaps, but I'm I'm really not because like I'll eat strawberries just out of the, the and I'm like of the school of thought that the the strawberry with insecticide is not going to be the thing that kills me.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's going to be something, you know, what? it's more likely to be driving in yeah. my car. It's more yeah. likely to be out walking on the street than it is a future disease from the strawberries that I didn't wash.
1: Of which we have very little proof to stem on. But yeah, no, I don't think there's any winning today because there's so much information. So everyone can kind of nitpick at what they feel is important and everyone has a different perspective at the end of the day. So so whatever you and I will say is healthy, like we're going to have like 50 million other people being like, you're wrong. You guys are false. Yeah. Like why are you even trainers? Like blah, blah, blah. But you're not yeah. even trainers. Yeah.
0: You don't even lift.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chest brodo, you know? Yeah,
0: that's it, man. That's it. Wow. That's, I love what we just covered there because, that that's a big problem so now if somebody's listening and hopefully there's people who are saying that's true man like i'm trying my best here i'm putting my plate together and there's always somebody to come and say hey is that organic or i know you're yeah and i know you're a vegan but i know you're not going to say hey you shouldn't be eating chicken because that has hormones and you're just happy to see your client not eating you know like a a big baked potato smothered with butter and sour cream oh sorry i just said butter and sour cream yes i know fat's not fattening you see in one sentence (laughs) Mm -hmm. somebody's gonna pick it apart and say hey the potato's the bad thing but the sour cream and butter is good yeah okay so i'll go eat sour cream and butter oh yeah
1: that's the new fat like keto diet for example like that's exploded in the past two years i'd say like people are coming to me, clients, you know, like I cut out all my carbs and I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh my goodness. Like you need carbs. They're so important for you. And they're like, yeah, but I'm trying to lose weight. And like, you know, my doctor said I can have bacon and fried eggs and it's fine. So long as I don't have like rice and grains and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Like, wow. And they're like, I have one carb a week and it's alcohol. And it's like, What (laughs) you're telling me you're going to have a glass of beer before you have a sweet potato like something's not right there. So it's like really just like I feel like like you mentioned like the wellness company is just the diet fad company. And at the end of the day, these companies are just trying to take everyone's money. And how can they do that? Well, people are trying to be more aware of themselves. They're trying to take better care of themselves. What better opportunity than to like profit off off of this and just take advantage of them.
0: Wow. Man, you just said it. Holy smokes! Okay, yeah, I feel like we're both getting a bit mad here.
1: Yeah,
0: I know, I can, yeah. <laughs> we're smiling, oh, yeah. but I feel like oh, I'm yeah. sweating a little bit. I'm like, I'm like all upset. <laughs> oh, so, okay, perfect point. Then, um, people are trying. They're 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 trying to be well. They're trying to be more conscientious. Give me like three good steps that people could sort of like wade into that can have the most profound effects on their health mm-hmm. without worrying about if it's organic, without worrying if it's got hormones, without worry, without worry. Yeah,
1: without maybe that's worry.
0: number one. But <laughs> OK, so what are kind of three things that people can sort of walk away with and say, OK, I'm going to start to try and do this?
1: Absolutely. What, what could that be? So I like to keep it very basic if it's for everyone because everyone's on different levels. Like I'm not yes. going to tell the client who's like obviously I guess more rehearsed and is an athlete and understands the concept of diet versus someone who's just trying to get rid of the pizza pockets in their freezer. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, but those athletes yeah. are like no, the yeah. top 1%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They're very minority. That's not me and it's not, not me there. either. Yeah. So I would say I know it's cliche in the sense of everyone tells you but increase your water honestly. I feel like that's a huge thing. Um, more so than not, I mean I talk to clients, I talk to friends and I'm like, hey, how much water? Because I'm like a everyone's mom it's just part of who i am i'm like how much water do you have did you have your veggies but um no water is super important i mean your brain wouldn't function without it your muscles your body and i feel like as someone who's learned to like gravitate away from coffee and tea especially as a student we tend to drink that stuff like it's water more so um once i increased my water and decreased my caffeine i noticed i felt a lot better a lot more energetic when you would think it's the reverse um for example like caffeine it can cut up to like 80 percent of your iron absorption rate which is yeah. crazy and as you know like anemia and low iron is a yeah. huge thing in the West. I don't I can't speak on behalf of others, yeah. but I know that Canadians, like we gotta get better with that. So water is like a step one, I think, for everybody, no matter what stage you are, from the guy who's just trying to get started to I'm the athlete. Stop
0: you for a sec. Why can't people get that one you said it and i bet there's people saying oh there's another person saying i need more water (laughs) meanwhile they're not drinking water like what why are people not getting that is it because they don't think that that's glamorous enough and that's gonna give them results but healthy people are the end result of multiple healthy choices absolutely and water might be the king of the castle
1: i think or queen (laughs) <laughs> got to watch my language yeah. uh, <laughs> these days um, so water like any nutritionist, every doctor i 've had has told me the same thing: water is life, we would not exist without water. And again, I think it's the consumerism in all of us. Like everywhere you go, you're driving on the road. What are you going to see at your left? You're going to see a billboard for Tim Hortons. They have this new smoothie. You know what I mean? It's healthy because they have vitamin C. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, and you know when you of go to course. the grocery store, what do you want? Do you want the clear water that doesn't taste like anything, or do you want the you know cherry flavored? But don't worry, it's zero calories. You know, and there's like wait, asparagus. wait. I like
0: that cherry <laughs> yeah. flavored. Water. I
1: do too. But you shouldn't <laughs> drink it as much as your water. So no, that's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. Uh, have your treats. Have whatever you like. Like I'm a big fan of kombucha and all these teas you know they have a lot of sugar in them but I'll have them every now and then it's fine but at the end of the day like I'm gonna stick to my water and it's the thing that feels the most. And I mean, I'm not going to stop preaching it until everyone last of one of my clients is like, oh, I had two leaders today, you know, but yeah. that's not the reality of things. So I think it's really easy to get caught up and depending on your field, too. If you have a sit down job or you're at a desk or a student, you just want to keep powering through and you're not moving. Right. So you're more likely to be like tired, groggy. And this is where we're more we're too reliant on stimulants. So I mm-hmm. think that's the issue
0: okay you you did a great post today actually on your instagram stories so I really strongly advise people to follow Natalia her Instagram it was really cute when you t- did the water post yes so but that can remind people like oh, that, that it's you just got to find the trainer I guess you trust and you follow their stories mm-hmm. I know a few trainers who I watch their stories and I really like their stories I like to watch them because they're. I know that their clients. They do it in a way that I know their clients are watching them too. Absolutely. So it's very helpful. So I adm- I recommend people follow you there and get that water. Like so, yeah. Natalia, every day you got to do a water <laughs> post. You got to remind everybody water. Okay, so that's number one. So
1: that's number one. Number two. Again, I don't want to police people on how much you should eat, etc. But I like to say as a base, like. If your goal is let's just say to get healthier and i'm removing like weight loss weight gain all Mm. of these things because these are all like they're superficial if you just want to get healthier at least make at least half of your plate full of either whole foods meaning Veggies, fruits, grains, stuff like these. These are whole foods. So put away the vegan and keto and blah, blah, blah. If you're having the whole foods, you're making sure you're getting your veggies and your basics. Again, it's all coming down to what our moms told us when we were like barely a year old. It's, Incredible. it's really the base of the base that we've been told numerous times. And I think that's why people don't listen to it is we're told it over and over again. And it's kind of like, we're still that kid that's like, Ugh, okay, whatever. Thanks, mom. You know, so. Yeah,
0: and obesity, uh, um, obesity and not necessarily the obesity on the outside. Outside, like high visceral fat you mm-hmm. know people who are uh, look of normal weight but are mm-hmm. have very high levels of body fat mm-hmm. um that's a relatively new thing Yep. And back in the day where you had to eat your veggies and you couldn't mm-hmm. get up from the table until okay it does, there I just said it now yeah. i think that people are saying yeah that created food eating disorders yeah. like i don't know what to say anymore and that's what's really as a professional has got me a little bugged because i really care i want to help people mm-hmm. i want to help people make change but as long as everybody hangs on every word you say um that creates an enormous amount of confusion
1: Oh well, absolutely I feel like a lot of people especially when it comes to this topic everyone feels like they've learned something and can bring something to the table which can bring like a really exciting conversation like you and I are right now Yeah. but the problem is most people are not listening to listen they're listening to talk and reply like when you're talking they're not even taking your word they're just looking of where can I attack first you know what I mean so I think people need to see this conversation as not an attack on anyone of right. any type of body type or any lifestyle Absolutely. whatsoever it's just to open the discussion because we need to ask questions we need to question why am I doing this why is this my lifestyle why is this affecting me this way Once you can ask those questions, well, bam, the door is open and you can meet so many people and kind of figure it out. But at first those nitpicky of like he said she instead of he, or you know, like, I don't agree with that because this two thousand and two study anywhere. Oh my God, like just let it go. Like have you did you take the core message from it? Did you understand where this person was coming from? If you didn't, ask. But there's no need to attack. So I think it's that fine line of like everyone wants to be included. It's just again, it feels like it's a hostile environment when it shouldn't be.
0: Right. And I think that um Health and fit, health, fitness, health, wellness. I almost don't want to use the word wellness anymore. You <laughs> see, like I'm falling into the bucket. And, you know, that's, it. that's not what it's like diet. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Well, I'm not going to walk around saying, you know, my new lifestyle of eating. It's the w- way you eat. Like you can't even say diet. So no wonder people are like, F it. I'm going to eat the muffin. Like yeah. while you fitness people try and figure your. Sh- over there I'm gonna eat the muffin like you know honestly I don't want to be part of this complicated world of like you know one person says I can eat this another person says I can't eat that and where do I go but you know where you can go you can start with drinking water that's it (laughs) and number two what did we say what was two? recap whole food Um, yes guys whole food is just things that you go to the supermarket and (laughs) the cheap
1: stuff not the expensive stuff the cheap stuff you don't need to buy the $40 expensive vegan tofu Right.
0: And um, you know what? Don't be like me. Just rinse the strawberries, I guess. (laughs) But I I still contend that I don't believe that's going to be what's going to kill you. Exactly. I think the lack of exercise, lack of water, because your heart has to work harder when you're not drinking water. Right. It's so easy to obsess about the the pesticides or the hormones in food, but disregard the other daily stuff, which is like, hey, drink your water, man, because your heart is working extra hard. Mm -hmm. because your blood volume's low or we're both angry
1: yeah (laughs) glad to see we're on the same page
0: so okay so we got those two points down packed. number three what can we do
1: so once you have your water and kind of like your food kind of set up i noticed this is where we get to be more confident we start feeling a little better because hey we've got water in our body our brain is working to its full capacity again our heart is not overworking as you mentioned Get a routine going. And by routine, I don't mean like go to the gym. The gym is not for everybody. I'm aware of that. Some people like sports. Some people like group classes. Some people like yoga. Some people just need to go for a walk every hour a day. And that's what makes their day. So find a routine at a time and works for you. I don't know about you, but as a trainer, I get asked all the time, like, when's the best time to exercise? You know, Mm -hmm. when's the best time to be active? And there's really no key point. Like, there are some times in your day where you could argue like, oh, okay, this is when your metabolism is going to be at its peak and you can shock it and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if working out in the morning or evening discourages you, why are you getting discouraged? You're not going to like it. You're going to abandon it. So find something that's convenient for you. A lot of my clients end up, we're coming to the gym right after work. They don't go home because they know the minute they get yeah, home, they're not going to get back sure, up. Forget man, it. For they had sure. a long day. Some people are morning people. They don't mind getting up at 4, 30 or 5. As long as they get that workout to start their day, they feel at peace. They feel like they continue their day. So my third advice would be get a routine of anything. And again, it doesn't have to be activity like centered or geared, but it's something that will help because you're going to produce endorphins. You're going to feel better and you're going to feel proud of yourself Like, holy shit, you got up, you did it, you know? Like, that's amazing. And you didn't do that yesterday. Let's keep it up. It's exciting, so... I think that would be my third advice
0: yeah routine is important like you can get you need routine to get things done right not Mm -hmm. too much and again we now you there's a school of thought well you know people tell me i should get out of my routine get out of my comfort zone (laughs) routine and comfort are not the same thing right routine is where you can anticipate getting certain things done because you don't want to think about those things they shouldn't be on your to-do list your Mm -hmm. routine is kind of like the things that you just get done.
1: Exactly. And there's a, there's an, like there's a, a certain gratification I think everyone should take from routine like I think when we think routine we think chores like laundry Mm. blah 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 but there's something nice about like waking up at the same time knowing you have this and you feel structured I feel like yes it's good to jump out of your routine but that's like all again that's to the individual vacation yeah everyone needs to take one
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah and you can't get things done when you're always out of a routine
1: absolutely and you feel lost like you feel like you're scattered everywhere and it feels like the smallest things that you know like if you took out from an outside perspective you'd be like that's not a big deal but because you're so scattered and everything and it's kind of like flying at you every day and you don't know what's gonna happen next little things like taking the garbage feel like such a fight or you know like going for that meeting or you know what i mean anything like that so you need a routine i think structure is super important again it's nice to live and do something fun Mm -hmm. but we are habits of creature uh, creatures of habit excuse me yeah absolutely um so we need that structure otherwise life becomes chaotic and as a result the chaos comes in so you need Ooh, to control the chaos it. Chaos
0: comes in. What do you do when the chaos comes in Natalia? What do you do? What's um, your practice?
1: So, my practice, again, this works for me, is like I like to write in my journal, I have my journal. Um, if i if the weather's nice I'll go for a walk you know I'll listen to a podcast or a place oh classroom. you don't go
0: for a run when it's 40 degrees outside like <laughs> Maybe, you walk yeah. really that's not exercise
1: no I'm not a fitness guru at all <laughs> <laughs> wait I feel
0: like I'm being cynical yeah <laughs> oh my god
1: See, we're so I'm conditioned being cynical I'm so
0: angry over here about the wellness industry that I'm being cynical
1: <laughs> oh absolutely four years ago I would have gone and jog in that 40 but now you you learn with time you're like there's really like what am i getting out of killing myself like I'm not happy I'm not enjoying This And then you start thinking the things that help you like running is actually Mm -hmm. a really good tool. And it's helped me in the past with anxiety. But let me tell you, if I can't breathe, the last thing I'm going to do is step out and go for a run, you know. So journaling is kind of good because uh, there's this approach called grounding when it comes to anxiety. And something I learned through therapy and through myself is like you list five things that you can see, touch, hear, taste, etc., And you kind of realize, like, okay, I'm here. It's like because you're when you're in that zone, like it's really easy to get lost in it and to just like kind of crumble. So grounding yourself is something that helps me to kind of just feel like, okay, I'm here. I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm like actually here. I'm not spacing out into like five years from now or two years ago. Once that's done, and I feel like I need to move because there are moments. I mean, it really depends the mood. Like sometimes I just need to write. Sometimes I just need to move. Sometimes I need to go work out. Sometimes I just need to go for a walk. And sometimes I just need to lie down. So I really base it off mood. I can't say like every Mm. time this one thing. Those are
0: your ways to get grounded. Those are your techniques for grounding. And I did actually just listen to a podcast. Yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts. You and and I both. Yeah, (laughs) in the car, that's what I'm always listening to. And they were actually talking about. how to be present? You you really can't. You know, if you're not, if you're in the future all the time, or you're always in the past, you can never bring your best self forward in the present because you're never one hundred percent here. You're you're displaced. You're either in the past or you're in the in the future. You're not here, so you're not grounded, right?
1: Mm-hmm absolutely and i'm only learning this still today to be very transparent with you of like how to be present it sounds so silly but it's It's so tough it's so tough and especially when you're an overthinker like you'll you'll think about it for a second and then your brain will go hey what about this like i feel like my brain is like a hyperactive dog sometimes and it's like oh bird squirrel you know what i mean it's just kind of like jumping around all over the place so i think grounding is super important and i think it's such a no, not a lot of people know how to do it like even myself I'm still learning how Nobody like it's taught so us difficult that. no absolutely I've not I never
0: learned that in school
1: oh no god <laughs> but we know how to tango that's important <laughs> you learn the
0: tango I, Annabelle wishes I, my, my wife wishes I learned the tango and like <laughs> That would have been a good tool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she loves teaching you anyways.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's given up on me. That You know, Latin America, you know, whenever I see her dancing, you know, mm. doing a salsa merengue and she's with another Latino, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like... It's art. Yeah. Put me with her and I just feel like I'm holding her back, man. Right? <laughs>
1: I always said I feel like I dance at a white dad at a barbecue. You know what I mean. (laughs) So,
0: so listen, that I think that your three points are amazing, and I really would like to urge people to understand that being healthy, like yourself, or even like myself—I like to say I'm fit and healthy. People can see that we don't. You can be in a good place without being obsessive about things, but it really is about. Adhering to maybe just three basic principles, you know, drinking your water, eating whole foods and, you know, getting yourself like into routine and habits because it's in habits and routines that you can really not have to kill it in the gym. You don't have to over diet you. Mm
1: Oh, absolutely like I just think um, we like to think we're a lot more complicated than we are oh, but at the end of the day we're such primitive creatures that we need our structure we need our base things and I feel like we try to make ourselves things that we aren't which is good to a degree like go on dream do what you want to do like if you want to be the best of the best go for it but at the same time take care of yourself and don't think that you're like this superhuman that needs like the BCAAs and all these right. crazy products at the end of the day you still need your water you still need your whole foods and you still need some kind of meditation of some sort again this can go into any I know people who meditate when they're on the ice rink. I know people who meditate when they're out for a walk. Right, It really depends where you want to go with That's that. That's where
0: I meditate best, in action, in yeah. movement. Absolutely. Like I don't really sit well and be quiet. I can be very quiet mm-hmm. in the park going for a walk. Mm-hmm. That, that that does work for me as well. Okay. Listen, I want to tell you this was this was great. Uh, you got me angry. You brought me (laughs) through my whole emotionals. It was great. Natalia, thanks so much, man. And I want to ask you, how can people uh, meet you, reach out to you? Uh, What's the best way?
1: So I have my main Instagram, as mentioned. It's easy. It's forceful Feldman. There's no capitalizations or periods or anything. Uh, Shoot me a message if ever, a video. If ever any other trainers want to meet up, I really encourage you. I think this is In Montreal, as you mentioned before, it's a bit of a hostile environment for people who are in this field to kind of come together. Like maybe we're the hostile I don't know, maybe we are. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but it would be great if we can kind of all collectively come together because I feel like in Montreal it's a big scene, but it's one of those things that like you don't talk about because we have all our secrets. So right, I, I right. really encourage anyone who has any questions. Collaboration,
0: Daniels, man. Collaboration.
1: Teamwork makes the dream work, as I always say. Oh, so I love it. Man. Gotta do I it. I love it. So yeah.
0: your that will be in the show notes, anyways. Your contact on Instagram. So uh, Natalia, thank you so much for being here today. It was a real pleasure. I learned a lot. I'm sweating. I'm fired (laughs) up. And uh, listen, you guys out there have an awesome day. Natalia, you have a great day too, man.
1: You too. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.